I mean, you're listening to WIP Sunday here on 94 WIP All Sports Radio. My name's Peter Solomon. We're into the home stretch of today's WIP Sunday with a beach read. We like to, during the summer, bring you works of fiction and nonfiction that, if for no other reason, encourage you to have a good experience while you're relaxing at home, by the pool, at a resort, reading something fun, reading something well written, reading something fascinating. And with that in mind, I'm invited my guest, Lori Petro, her new book. She's going to tell us all about it. Good morning, Lori. Good morning. Thanks for having me, Peter. My pleasure. Lori, tell me about the book. Uh, the book is a story about two sisters, uh, Penny and Hattie, and it's been described as a suspense, as a thriller. Uh, but I got an email this morning from a reader who said she saw it as a love story between the two sisters. So it's sort of cross-genres, but it seems like everybody reads it in two days. That seems to be the uh, standard time it takes three days. So, yes, it's a really compelling read, and there are a lot of secrets between the sisters that keep them together and drive them apart. Uh, but for me, it's about the sisters and their relationship together. Now, this is not your first novel, is it? It is my first novel, but it's my second book. My first book was a book of short stories. Okay. Yeah. Short stories are just short novels, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. That's right. um, why this book? Why should people read this book? Yeah, no, why'd you, we'll get to that. But why did, it, why'd you, okay, why'd why you, did I write this Of book? all the books you could have written, why this one? Uh, I love stories about uh, siblings, about family dramas, um, and I'm always drawn to stories that involve, uh, involve relationships between members of a family, and, and usually that take place over a long period of time, and that's what this book does. And so I wanted to create a story that had this you know, familial tension where they couldn't just you know, drop each other like a friend could, but they were compelled and duty-bound to be together for the rest of their lives. The sisters like each other in the book? I don't know. That's a complicated question. I would say that they love each other and they hate each other. There's a, there are a lot of things that drive each other mad about one another, uh, but they have this really, really deep-set sense of loyalty towards one another. You have sisters of your own? I don't. I don't have sisters, but I am a sister <laughs> of a brother. Does the lack of sisters part of what drove you to write the book? No, I wouldn't say so. Um, I do have a best friend uh, from my whole life. Uh, we met when we were three years old, and uh, we have a very, very close relationship. We talk probably every other day, and so, and I have some other very close girlfriends. But um, I didn't feel like, first of all, I didn't feel like I could write a, a, the same kind of story about a brother and a sister. I felt like, you know, I really wanted to have this intimacy that sisters probably only share. Uh, and so I created this relationship, and uh, and I don't know if it was because I don't have a sister, but certainly it made it easier. Uh, if I'd written a story about a brother, I'm sure there would have been a lot of questions about whether it was about my brother. <laughs> well, sisters are indeed particularly close. They often share the same bedroom. They often share the same closet. They often share the same clothes, don't they? Yeah, exactly. And so there's this, this intimacy. And I have uh, I have two sons, and watching their relationship and how close they are, you know, they are constantly together. They have the same friends. They play together. Uh, they do everything together. And my brother and I are very close, but it's it's a different kind of relationship. And sometimes siblings, sisters with sisters or sisters with brothers, want to smack each other in the head. Well, sure, yeah, and worse. And so my book is the worst, you know, just pushing the, that envelope a little more. You mentioned they have secrets. Are these secrets from each other or secrets from the world? 
Both. So starting out as secrets uh, from the world, and as the book goes on, they start to have secrets from each other, which makes it um, all the more difficult. So now they're not only trying to prevent each other from spilling the secrets to the rest of the world, but they're making sure that they don't uh, betray their own secrets that they have uh, about one another or from keeping from one another. Um, you know, at the crux of the story is this idea of who is the person that you would call in the middle of the night and ask them to do anything for you. And we all like to think that we have that person, and I think we all like to think that we could be that person. But this book asks the question, what happens next? It's not a it's not a whodunit. It's a what happens next. Okay. Um, why, why, why would people want to read the book? I think people would want to read the book because of that. You know, there's a moment right now for books that are super, super compelling. Uh, on the front of the book, it says it's an unputdownable page turner. And this isn't what I set out to write. I've never written a thriller before. I read all kinds of books. And for me, this book crosses all kinds of genres. But I would say it's a delicious read. It's a read that you will uh, get through very quickly. But I also think that it's a beautiful story about the, the relationship between the, the two sisters. And for me, you know, the whole thing about Shakespeare says, uh, neither a borrower nor a lender be, uh, you know, you don't want to do that favor, that one thing for that one person because of what it might do for your to your relationship. That's what this book is all about. Where did the notion come from, though? There's got to be a germ of an idea that you started with. The germ of the idea was the owing each other, that, that uh, what would happen between if I had two sisters or if I had two people and one had done something huge for the other, what happens then if they call back that favor or what happens in, to the psyche of the person who did the favor? And that's what the germ of the idea was. Well, but some people would say a favor is not a favor if you want to be paid back. Well, absolutely. You're absolutely right. And I think that for the sisters, it wasn't, it didn't set out that way. It was a moment of desperation of, of course, I'll help you. Um, but as years go by, it's, you know, there's sort of a, a feeling of you owe me. Uh, remember what I did. You owe me. Okay. Um, how did you get into writing in the first place? Whether it's the short stories or now the book? Yeah, I uh, I always wrote all through university, all through high school. I remember even being in elementary school and reading um, S.E. Hinton's uh, The Outsiders, which I think she wrote when she was 17, and then reaching the age of 17 and I hadn't been published and thought I was a failure. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I actually went to school for fine art. I was a painter. Uh, I was always the arty kid in my high school. I won the art award, and I won a scholarship for to go to art school. And, and then I, I just kept on writing all through this, and the, the fine art and the painting sort of fell to the wayside. And um, in the meantime, I became a web designer, and, um, and then I started going to graduate school, and now I'm a professor of digital media and media studies. And all through all of this, even though I'm working in all different kinds of media, um, I kept writing fiction, and I was always writing poetry and short stories, and uh, I wrote these stories and sent them off to a, a small press in Toronto. And she said, uh, I like these, but you don't have enough for a book. So I kept writing until I had enough for a book. And she published the book in, in a way that I now realize was so easy. You know, I sent it to one publisher and I got the book got picked up. Um, and then when I wanted to write a novel, I thought I would trick myself into, you know, thinking that chapters were sort of short stories. And that's why I laughed when you said that short stories are like novels, because writing them are nothing alike. And I learned that by trying to write a novel. And I had sort of a, a novel that didn't go anywhere that sort of failed. And then in the meantime, I wrote this one. And it won a huge award. It won um, 
the uh, International Hafsa World uh, Global Literati Award, which is for works of fiction that feature the inner lives of women. And when that happened, um, and it beat out books in 59 other countries, then uh, publishers really took notice, and that's when I got the book got picked up. Congratulations on the award, certainly. Thank you so much. Why is writing a novel different than writing a short story? Because it's a huge story arc. I mean, with a short story, you can kind of drop into someone's life, and you can just sort of get really, really close, and uh, you can leave it right where it is. A short story can be a number of pages, and you can just kind of get a glimpse into a life, whereas when you're writing a novel, you have to get the whole story arc, and you can't spend as long kind of dilly-dallying around you know, long descriptions in the same way. You kind of have to get down to business. There's a lot more uh, getting the plot moving than there, are, there is in a story. As, you know, a short story can be just about a moment, whereas a book can't be about a moment. It has to have an arc. Did you get professional training to write, or did this just came to you how to do it? Oh, it just came to me. I just kept doing it. I think that uh, that's the best thing to do. I mean, not, nothing against, uh, you know, writing classes and workshops, and I think that's all really, really important. I mean, for me, it was just the, you know, as Dorothy Parker says, uh, writing is the act of applying the butt to the seat, and that's just it. You have to get down to it and sit down and do it. Although I would say that now there are so many more avenues and opportunities for writers than there were when I was younger, just, you know, with, with the Internet and with, you know, online uh, workshops and in-person workshops and meetups and, you know, the November writing, novel writing month, all of these things were never on my radar when I was younger. So I just kind of did it. And writing can be such a solitary act that sometimes you just have something you want to do alone. And then when your book comes out, it's a very, very public experience and you're putting yourself out there and doing, you know, interviews like this. It's a, it's an interesting difference between the two points of view and the two experiences of being a writer, the really, really private part and the really public part. Well, that's interesting to me, though, because um, writing challenges you in a way that nothing else does. And the writing you do, you're painting pictures with words as opposed to what you used to do in terms of painting pictures with brushes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. A, and it is a very it's a very private thing. But sometimes you think you're just kind of you're just sort of shooting in the dark. And I would say that my first drafts are always kind of, you know, there, it's a really, it's like doing a sculpture, and it's a really, really, really loose shape. And hopefully, with the, the the help of some feedback, whether it's friends or beta readers or editors, or in my case, my agent always reads the first draft and gives me notes. Um, then you can start kind of refining the shape of it over the course of revisions and other drafts. But at the beginning, you're just sort of, you know, stabbing in the dark. How did you get the, whatever I'll say, chutzpah, for lack of a better word, to take that manuscript? Put in an envelope and mail it somewhere. Gosh, I don't know. Um, I'm really goal oriented. I've been, I've always been very goal oriented, and so that was the goal. And once I set a goal, then that was the sort of thing I that was the thing I had to work towards. Although submitting to the contest and and contests in general, I think is really helpful for writers, and that's the sort of thing that there's so much waiting in writing. You know, when you submit something and then you're just sort of in that nail biting phase. Um, I mean, I'm even in that now. You know, I've just finished another book and it's being read by my editors and just waiting. There's a lot of waiting. And while you're doing that waiting to, you know, if you're an emerging writer, if you're an unpublished author, to submit to contests or to, you know, be part of that community, that's a good goal to work towards. It kind of gets you to get things finished. And so I think for me, it was a an act of finishing something rather than just spending the whole time working on it and not sending it out. 
And the reason I ask is so many people have a novel in their head or even a novel in the drawer, and it stays there till it gets dusty and thrown away. But you took it all that much further. I, I did. I mean, but I, I also have a novel that's just sitting there. I mean, I think <laughs> hopefully hopefully the ones that are just sitting there maybe shouldn't have seen the light of day and then, you know, pull them out and see if they have any legs and get someone to read them and, um, you know, work with other people if you can, if that if that suits you. I mean, I think, like I said, I mean, it's not for everybody to, to share your work with someone. But I think the best thing you can do is just try to get it out there. There's all kinds of pitch contests, or not contests, but um, opportunities for authors to just shoot their pitches out there to agents and publishers and getting some kind of um, reassurance that that you've got an interesting idea can really give you the steam to kind of keep things going. So I would say that, yeah, it's not doing anything sitting there. And you have to ask yourself if you have a story that you feel like should be read. This is a novel about two sisters. Does that mean there's nothing in it for men, for brothers? <laughs> oh, gosh. I have a book beside my bed right now called Brother. So I, I really hope that, that men don't need to have books just about themselves in order to read them. Um, I certainly don't have to have books just about women in order to read them. So, uh, no, absolutely not. Is this only for women uh, or only for sisters? I mean, like I said, I, I don't have a sister. And uh, I wrote the book. So uh, they, I think the characters are compelling enough that they're, uh, they're compelling for anyone and that there's something in that book for, for anyone. So I really hope that, uh, that it crosses, crosses uh, genders as well as genres. With all the fussing and fuming and sturm and drung that those sisters go through, do we get a happy ending, or is that not important? I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like happy endings are are important to me. Although I don't love sad endings. I think um, there's closure at the end without giving too much away. But there's a, a big twist near the end. So I think that the ending will be not what the readers were expecting. Um, but maybe I remember reading something about how your, your characters should get what they need, not what they want. Um, and sometimes what they need and what they want are different or what they deserve and what they want are different. And I think that these characters get what they need at the end. As you were writing, did you have pictures of your head in your head of what these two women look like? Yes. Although it's sort of like a vision from a bit of a distance. I, I can't say that I could draw their exact features with any kind of detail. But, yes, I have a, a definitely general idea of what they look like. Now the reason I ask is, whether it's a big screen or the small screen <laughs> or cable television, who do you see playing the sisters? I see Hattie being played by Emma Stone and um, Penny. So Emma, Hattie is a redhead. And Penny being played by, um, oh, now my name, her name is going to escape me. Oh, um, Jennifer Lawrence, even though in my book, uh, Penny has dark hair. So she would have to dye her hair. <laughs> so the women in your book are young. They start out young. Um, does age but the book and, takes place over several years. Does age and experience improve them? No, I feel like they, you know, they continue, continue to make these judgment calls that are, you know, a response to something that happened years ago, I and mean, as we do in our own lives, you know, we make these these choices based on who we are and who we are becoming. And so, the choices that they make at the end of the book are absolutely not the choices that they would make at the beginning. Um, 
but their lives go on and they make judgment calls and they they change and different people come into their lives and so yeah they their lives change and um you know in the case of these sisters uh, a child comes into their life uh, uh, a man comes into their life and you know these other characters mean so much to them that the choices that they make uh, are completely different based on those relationships as well as their relationships with each other. If we told you, you're not allowed to write anymore, we take your computer, we take your typewriter, and we take your pencil and paper, what would you do? Read? <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 would, I think I would find a way. I'd have to be really sneaky about it. But, yeah, I, I, it's something that I people always ask me how I have time to do it. You know, I have a, a full-time uh, faculty job and I'm the director of our graduate program and I've got two kids and I'm very, very busy and active, but I think you make time for things that are important for you. And so I'm always squeezing time in for writing. And I think I always would, no matter what. That's interesting to me because I know in many university settings, it's publish or perish and you got to publish in your own field. You're not doing mm-hmm. that. No, I'm not. Well, I work at the uh, RTA School of Media. So our media school covers all ranges of media, and we're storytellers. I mean, that is at the, the heart of what we do uh, at RTA at Ryerson. Uh, so absolutely, I feel like writing fiction is part of that. And I've got an incredibly supportive uh, school and department and dean, and, uh, you know, I, I couldn't be more thankful for the support that I get from my school in terms of my writing. So I, I don't have that same experience. Uh, at Ryerson, we have something, you know, the, the, the publishing model is different. It's called SRC, which means scholarly uh, creative, scholarly research or creative activity. So if you're doing something uh, in your field that has to do with whether it's creative work, whether you're doing writing a play or you're mounting an exhibition, it doesn't always have to be that traditional conventional uh, kind of publishing. So we don't really have that same publisher Paris. It's sort of like create or perish, and I'm definitely creating. Uh, that's a good model for other universities to think about, certainly. Yeah, um, yeah. What's the next book? Do you know yet? Well, I've written it, and it's being read by the powers that be. Uh, it's a really topical, uh, timely book. It has strong characters. Again, there's a, a big twist, and I'd say that there's a toxic relationship, but that's all that I'll say. Well, when it's published, make sure I hear about it, please. Okay, Peter. Thank you so much for having me on today. It's been my pleasure, and I want to say thank you to Lori Petrow. Her new novel, Lori, the title? Sister of Mine. Sister of Mine by Lori Petro. Is there a website? Lori Petro dot com. Sister of Mine, and I'm sure you're there in Barnes Noble and Amazon and all those good places. It absolutely is, yes. Well, I wish everybody happy reading, whether it's Sisters, Sister of Mine or anything else, because summertime, anytime, is a good time to read. So go out and read a book. Thank you, Lori. Thank you. And it's been another edition of WIP Sunday here on 94 WIP All Sports Radio. My name's Peter Solomon. Stay tuned for Sports Talk with Sunny Hill. If you can't, nothing left to say, but see you soon.